welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. My guest today is Matt Aubrey, Managing Director of the Australian Division of Gordon Brothers, the global advisory, restructuring, and investment firm. Gordon Brothers has been in operation for over 100 years. Its specialty is helping businesses and advisors move forward through change. There's no better time to be speaking to Matt Aubrey than during the grip of a global health pandemic, which has had far-reaching impacts across the global economy. Matt Aubrey, welcome to the program. Thanks, Justin. Good to be here. Matt, for those of us who don't know about you or your professional background, give us a sense of how you ended up where you are now. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Um, it actually started out in real estate many years ago, commercial real estate. Um, I then was able to venture into, I suppose, the the fee service asset advisory space, which is known as the, the valuation and auction industry. Um, I worked for a couple of leaders in the field over the, the journey, which has sort of now spanned 20 years. Um, I, I primarily worked with, with, with institutions, um, corporates, actually valuing their assets with obviously the support of others and then selling um, selling assets. So it, it's been a, a long way, I suppose, getting around to working on a balance sheet side of, um, of, of the market, but been interesting and I've learned a lot. So Matt, were you ever an auctioneer? I was. I was lucky enough to actually start my career in the auction and valuation space as an auctioneer, actually working in the, the traditional auction rooms where I was able to get up and sort of do hours on and off of auctioning 100 to 200 lots an hour. Um, back the old days where you had a gavel, you're able to call the numbers, whether it was a bid or not, and, um, and sell assets. So it was a really, really good grounding. I got the, the opportunity to work with business owners, institutions, um, banks, financiers, um, receivers, administrators. And, uh, you know, it was really, really a good time. Obviously, that sort of industry has now evolved into to something different where it's a much global sort of participant where people are using, you know, other sort of tech fin ways of, of being able to reach mm-hmm. markets. But yeah. it's been a really, really good um, learning curve to, to get to where I am today. Did you have to train to be an auctioneer? Because I imagine that's not something that comes easily to most people. Yep. The training was literally get up there and learn as you do it. So um, there was nothing more fun than being told, okay, you've got to get out there in front of hundreds of people and literally stand up and sell what was a 17-inch monitor or a 22-inch monitor um, for the <laughs> best price. So it was it, it was really, really interesting. But yet it, it was the, I thought, a really, really good grounding in business because it was really you being an auctioneer against a crowd that was wanting to buy something cheaper than you are willing to give it away for. So there was a really, really good battle in the old days of being able to to really run prices and, and, and maximise returns by, by actually standing up in front of people, actually doing that, presenting a product and, and, and being able to talk to the crowd um, whilst trying to get best price for your client, whilst they were trying to get the best price for them. And what were some of the sort of things back then that you were that you were selling? Sounds like it's a bit of a mix. It was. It, it was a mix. It was um, everything from engineering, mining, civil construction, transport assets. Um, some of the industries that we worked on way back when have, have now left the Australian market, and yet you sort of see them venture off into to second and third tier tier markets. Like printing was was a very very big 
auction type sector that we would we would sell in now well you just don't see a lot of printers in the australian market there they're working mm. offshore so i think you know you sort of look back to to the type of product that you were selling and, and auctioning back then or valuing is is very very different to the type of product that you might be touching and feeling now so you know everything from it equipment which has evolved into you know, as i said the whole sort of scope of manufacturing from engineering to printing to then you know mobile equipment cars included so it, it was it was quite vast you could be one day selling a coat the next day selling a monitor one day selling a car the next day selling a an injection molder it was um it was it was quite different <laughs> and it was great so gordon brothers is not really a name that rolls off the tongue can you tell us exactly what the business does yeah we look we, we we've really got six verticals globally um some of those we focus on here and we sort of adapt to the markets and the segments depending on what's required and the expertise that's required. But if I if I talk sort of more broadly about Gordon Brothers, as you said, we're a global asset advisory and investment firm. Um, we've really got the six verticals, which is what we call valuations, commercial and industrial, which is pretty well some of the, the sectors and segments that I spoke to there, mining, civil construction, transport, et cetera. And then we've got our retail. We've got a big focus on retail. We've got our investment business, which actually is the, the money side of our business, and then we've got real estate. And that, that's what we do globally, but, but, but based on the jurisdiction and I suppose the need for, for those services and those expertise, we, we push certain verticals more than most um, because of what the requirement is um, for that particular time in that particular cycle of, um, of where we are in the economy. Okay, and give us a sense of the, the scale of the operation. Obviously, there's an Australian headquarters. Uh, how many people have you got, say, say working, you know, in, the, in this part of the world and then, and then more so internationally? Yeah, so we're, we're, we, look, we are a big business by turnover. Um, headcount, it's, it's very much top, um, very senior, so quite top heavy in regards to experience. Um, so here locally, we've got um, full-time, um, we've got 16 team members been going, as you said, for three years. Um, so still in growing stage um, across four verticals, which is valuations, commercial and industrial, retail and investments. Um, more globally, which is much more mature business that's been around for, as I've said, you know, previously 100 years. Um, there we're in the hundreds of, of people. Um, we've got consultants that we bring in um, as and when required that are exclusive to us, depending on the sector. Um, and that's sort of up around the 500 to 550 people. But, you know, from a, from a business point of view, that the one thing I think Gordon Brothers done, has done exceptionally well is being able to make sure that we're able to, to lock in experts in the, the various verticals and use their expertise across the globe so that we can get the flavour and the experiences around the world so that each and every market benefits from that. So you've mentioned it's it's obviously reasonably new to Australia. It's only it's only been in operation here locally for for three years. Give us a sense of how that's changed since when operations were first set up to to where we are now in the midst of the the COVID nineteen outbreak. Yeah, thanks, Justin. So what 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 we what and we're always evolving like any good business. You're always evolving to what the market needs are. But I think if, if I explain our business to, to what it was, to where it's going or where it is to where it's going, we, we very much started the business as a fee-for-service, I suppose, asset advisory business with 
the benefit of having a, a large balance sheet with cash available to be able to support businesses. I think just purely by the, the nature of how we establish the business with the people within it, which are really asset knowledge, experienced, you know, well well equipped to be able to value and, and sell assets. The asset advisory business was really where we kicked off and how people came to us. So we often had corporates, institutions coming to us to value and sell equipment. That that's really where we started the business. What what then it evolved to was they actually then sort of worked out that we had money and that we were willing to to take risk and and support Australian businesses. So what what we're finding now is we're still very, very committed to the asset advisory sort of service offerings and and commitment that that we established the business with and and that's evolving and and traveling nicely but the investment side of the business from a principal perspective where we're buying surplus assets or from a debt perspective actually funding businesses that are going through a step change or pivoting to to actually needing a support base um, from a cash point of view and expertise we're finding that that part of the business is very much alive and, and growing so COVID-19, let's talk about the coronavirus. It's obviously the big talking point uh, globally. It has been now for three months. How has COVID-19 affected the way you're doing business in Australia? Well, it's, it's, actually, it's actually affected but the business from or what is a very obviously catastrophic negative impact on the world it's actually allowed us the opportunity to to almost step up and and support australian global businesses generally speaking um we we're a private balance sheet so we don't have to jump through unfortunately a lot of hoops to to be able to to do things so if we see a need or a want from a customer to be able to have us involved to actually help them through what is a step change um it's been it's sort of in, in, in some respects really played into to, to what we offer and what we're able to do. So, you know, COVID, and I don't think we've seen the, the absolute effects of it um, just yet. Like it's, it's really still in its infancy around how businesses are adapting to what might be a new world and how they need to either resize or reshape or, or adjust. So, you know, we're really sitting there as a support base um, with cash and, and also expertise in what you know, drives the Australian economy you know, agri, manufacturing, engineering, mining, retail. We're looking at all of that and actually working out, well, how do we support finance institutions actually mm. potentially um, look to bring other capital into the um, into the situation to support their customers and then in turn looking at corporates to, to do exactly the same thing. So um, COVID has been very much a like extremely um extremely devastating thing but from the perspective of allowing a business like ours to to step up and support um it's it's been quite a you know i think from 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 our perspective anyway it's been quite a quite a good thing to be able to do that so matt what um if if you were to look maybe at the australian economy what industries do you think have been say affected the most um both negatively and positively, I suppose, in a perverse sort of way by what's happened with COVID-19? Well, I think COVID's had the op- the opportunity for all businesses to take stock around where they're going and what they want to be. Like I think um, through the, the government, you know, the finance institutions, you know, really adopting a support mechanism, although that um, will have some effect after all of this, 
um, it's, it's allowed businesses to, to to really look at what do they want to be post this. So the the losers, unfortunately, have, have been retail, tourism, hospitality, which is, you know, very much obvious. Um, I don't know if you could really say there has been winners other than the fintechs at the moment, but if you look at it from an actual segment point of view, certainly mining and transport um, in, in most of those, well, most of the parts of, of those two sectors, they haven't really missed a beat. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I think as we come through this and, you know, what businesses really need to do to actually be stronger coming out of it um, will be interesting. And it's, it's very, very important that they use, I think, this time to actually work out do they have the right capital allocation to be able to make sure that when they come through this particular cycle, they're able to go head on into the next? Do you think they've they've given proper thought about that or they're just trying to like bunker down and survive until conditions, like everyone's back to work, conditions change a little bit? Well, some some segments just don't and some businesses just don't have the luxury of being able to, to do a great deal at the moment. Um like some of those restrictions on businesses have been forced on them. So, um, you know, that that's just, the, I suppose, a position that you need to deal with on a case-by-case basis. But I think coming out, what businesses can be doing now, and, and this was always going to be something that evolved based on where they or how they are structured um, from, a, from a debt perspective. But, you know, if I, if I take, um, like, let's take mining, civil construction, you know, maybe even transport um, to a lesser extent, it's it's very very hard for I suppose new product to be coming into the to the market at the moment. So the ability to be able to buy the appropriate used equipment and being able to get funded to be able to make sure that you're resizing your business to be able to adapt to what will be the new business and the new world moving forward post this, I think is very important. So you know my my counsel to you know to, to businesses generally speaking, make sure that you understand what you want to be. What do your customers absolutely want from you? And do you have the necessary resources, capital? And in this particular instance, when you talk about mining, civil construction and transport, do you have the right fleets to be able to, to, be able to handle that type of work? And, and if the answer is no, start making those de- decisions and, those, and fixing those, those issues now because we often see in a downturn or a correction that, you know, if people are looking to to save money in certain aspects of their business, the things that you see mostly, if you're looking at from an asset rich point of view, it's service and maintenance. Well, if if service and maintenance is not, you know, is not being conducted with assets, well, that has a material effect on the assets in the secondary market and on their balance sheet. They can't perform effectively, so therefore that creates more cost into the business. So I think in in this instance, where we believe some businesses and segments are going to require cash and potentially a different view around how to structure them from a debt perspective, um, that creates great opportunities for, you know, for businesses like ours to be able to step in and assist who understand the secondary market and assets more importantly very well. It, it, it's, it's probably not going to be too dissimilar for retail. Like, you know, re- retail is probably going to, about to go through an unprecedented time. Um, hmm. you know, store footprints will, will, will certainly sharpen up. You know, stock seasonal. Well, there's there's news today that um, Target stores there's 75, I believe, nationwide are closing. Uh, there's 92 Kmart stores. Um, I think sorry, 92 Target stores, which will be turned into Kmart stores. So retail, as we speak, is changing. 
and 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 all businesses, not just retail, will change. But but retail specifically, like you talk about the, the closures of stores, like that there has been a view that um, retail for a long time has been oversized in regards to footprint. Um, you know, working and, and and liaising often with our offshore counterparts. Um, you know, US and, and UK have have been through a number of these cycles where they've had to look at footprints, make sure that you get the right size. You get your business structured from a debt and a capital perspective right, understanding how much inventory you hold at any particular time and making sure that the plan that you put together is executed almost to perfection. Um, retail, like other segments that we've seen, printing, um, mining to a lesser extent, the cycles that we've seen in civil um, civil construction, infrastructure, it's no different. It's, it's ever-changing and it's evolving mm you often need to be looking inside you know your own tent to, to make sure that you're you're delivering um, to to your customers and understanding what they want so what role can Gordon brothers play for businesses who uh, which will be requiring some sort of step change both um, either up or down post covid 19 well we can play I suppose, in a number of parts to that, um, depending on what the, the cycle of the business is. Um, first and foremost, actually understanding what the inventory and the assets are worth. That's that's a given. That's that's something we've done for, for over 100 years, valuing and, and selling assets. So the ability to be able to tell in this day and age what assets and inventory and stock is worth, I think is a really valid starting point. Um, the next is being able to support that with capital. Um, being able to support that with capital, but at the same time being able to, to scale your business or downsize it, um, that requires sometimes cash to be there and available to do that. And and that's, I suppose, what not you know, banks don't do. They, they, they don't specialise in that. So I think, you know, with, with where we sit, the ability to be able to, to support and actually bring expertise with cash to the table for business to businesses and, I suppose, their their, their, their current banks and advisors to, to have us involved to do that, I think is and could be a very good thing for, for the businesses and for the economy more broadly. Um, and then I think beyond that, um, being able to support them ongoingly, whether it's on a spot perspective or on a, a certain part of what they're doing at any particular time, selling down surplus inventory, inventory buying inventory because it's, um, because it's advantageous or opportunistic or acquiring a business, being able to acquire that business and actually use the cash from from our point of view and our balance sheet, those types of things I think are really, really valuable to, to businesses as they go through this step change. So how is Gordon Brothers, Matt, say different to a bank in that respect? Probably the, the main differential is a bank um, would, in the most part, would, would view it from a credit perspective where we look at a business through the lens of an asset or a piece of um, a, a piece of inventory, um, that's that's probably the biggest difference. So we, when we when we lend or we support businesses, where we're not looking at it from a from a credit perspective, and we are very credit light from a covenants point of view. Um, it is actually all focused around the inventory and the asset. So it's very much a bottom up support financial um, support. To, to the business and, and really what that means is it allows businesses 
it allows businesses to be able to go through the change and the step change, more importantly, that they need to while giving them time. Um, but it's the assets and the inventory, um, the security around that, that, that actually gets us comfortable, not so much the, the credit. You made an observation before that you thought that the upheaval in the economy was in its infancy. What then do you say to how long uh, this might all take to recover till we're, say, back to normal trading conditions, or is that just off the table entirely? I think it's going to, like, personally, I think it's going to be a long time. Like, I think the, you know, I think the the COVID actually accelerated potentially what might have been coming, which was a, a you know, another correction. So I think, you know, the aftermath and the effects of this are, are going to be seen for years to come. And um, the businesses that can actually understand that and understand what they want to be coming through this, I think, are the ones that are going to, to be able to not only survive but prosper. So I think, you know, without absolutely knowing because I don't, but, you know, my, my feeling is that um, this is going to be a good couple of years, potentially as up as many as five to, um, to, to, to go through a correction to resize, reshape, restructure businesses. So what advice would you give to business owners out there who might be listening, who think that there are no other options for their particular business other than to lock the doors, turn the lights off and, and hand the keys in? What, what what could you say to them? I think there's always options. Um, I think actually assessing your position and, and being honest about where you are at this particular time and where you're going, um, definitely not putting your head in the sand and actually being you know real about your position. Um, I think that that's one. The other is uh, there's there's a number of businesses that that have built up really really good equity in the um, you know over the journey where they actually have equity in their assets, their their used assets, and you know th- there are some institutions and and, and some you know I suppose um, equipment finance companies that that don't like funding um, used assets. Well, you know I think you know from a, a person that's been around used equipment most of its uh, most of his life, I, I think that you know that is a really really good bankable asset in the in the current market because you actually can predict based on once it's come off from an asset value point of view that actually it plateaus so you can actually foresee where the value of that asset's going to be in the in the years to come so i think for, for businesses certainly asset rich businesses that are quite capital intensive and their, their equity sits in assets being able to draw down on that equity is a is a really good way to to create cash um, the other part is aged inventory or surplus. Don't don't sit on aged inventory and and, and surplus assets at you know at any time, but certainly not in this time. That that's a way to you know create cash immediately, and that cash can be used to restructure your business, potentially buy you know relevant fleets to be able to bolster your position as we come through this cycle, or potentially even buy other businesses that that are available that that have contracts that you might see value in. Matt Aubrey from Gordon Brothers, many thanks for your time today on The Unicorns. Thanks, Justin.